Lamont Shea, and welcome again to Old Men on the Mountain, the podcast where young people tell stories they may one day tell their kids. My name is Jim Hall. I'm joined, as always, by Craig Massey. A pleasure. You're listening to episode 33, and on episode 33 is Mr. Asterios Kokonos. Guys, what's up, guys? Not too much. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm a comedian. Do they know this yet? Yes, he, we will introduce yeah, you. Is, I get worried because, uh, look, look. if I was listening to this podcast, I'd be like, why is the third guy talking? I don't care about him. I care about Craig and Jim. This guy's trying to take over the show. <gasps> this is a hostile takeover. A little bit. And I frankly don't what? appreciate it. What is this? The Bay of Pigs? That wasn't oh. a hostile takeover. <laughs> Well, it was, it was. A, it was, it was a an failed hostile it was a failed takeover. T- yeah, but Just there was like no air support there, the and show. I'm nothing but air support. Sorry, but it's a little loud, the listeners. I was yelling because I was upset about... Asterios' actions and his words. I just want to say that the listener that heard my specific distinction that the reason the Bay of Pigs failed was because Kennedy pulled his air support are all impressed with me. Yes, of course. So, I mean, we all know about that history. Did you, Jim Hall? Yeah. I'm, <laughs> really? I'm pretty sure I did, yeah. Okay, I mean, Bay, Bay of Pigs, eh? The Cuban Missile Crisis? I don't know. I mean, if anyone has played Black Ops, they know about the Bay of Pigs. <laughs> Is that okay? Do you I didn't know that. There's a Black Ops mission with the Bay of Pigs? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't know that, but uh, I do know that they fight zombies at one point, mm-hmm. which is a little little off off the page of history. But yeah. uh, They yeah, go yeah, to Cuba and fight. I'm, I'm not, I don't know uh, if you're joking. Appara- no, no, I'm, funny. I'm not joking. There is a level, like a co-op level. It's not part of the main story, apparently. I haven't played yeah, this yet. Yeah, it's extra. Yeah, I have but played it. Basically, you can play as Kennedy, Castro, McNamara, and somebody else fighting off a horde of zombies Nixon. trying to invade Nixon the White the House. Best part. Oh, and so enemies have to unite in a moment of crisis. Yeah. Enemies unite yep. in a moment of crisis. Humanity versus the undead. Right. Yeah. The communist is still alive. The undead man wears no flag. Oh, wow. I know what I'm doing, guys. Shit just got unreal in here. Shit just got undead. Whoa. Whoa. All right. Hey, well, well, anyway, yeah. yeah we should. Y- if we you should... were wondering who Asterios is, yeah. he is not only a very funny stand-up comedian that I'm sure you've seen around... Uh, I don't know if comedy clubs in the Los Angeles area, but places where you'd see Look, good I'm everywhere. comedy. Go see a show tonight. I don't know what night you're listening to this to on. Go see a show tonight. I'm up. Yeah, you'll see him. But you also maybe That's heard him. That's rarely true. <laughs> I should probably tell the truth. <laughs> I just wanted to sound cool, guys. Just look them up on asshole.com. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I have a gold subscription to asshole.com, actually. Is that I, a real website? Uh, uh, yeah, it is. And I'm a gold asshole. Wow. wow. It's not a real website. I'm joking. Uh, oh, because he's a comedian. I get it. Hello. But he's you so might have also funny. heard him on NPR's Marketplace. He was doing a little funny thing about... I don't even know. What was it? Uh, San Diego Comic-Con? Long story the, short, I was doing jokes about Batman and Superman on NPR's Marketplace. Hello. What was the joke? Well, oh up. god, it really because you might work. have heard it, but I didn't. Doesn't work outside of a crowd. Oh, okay. Sorry, guys. Oh. Fair enough. And Estereos is also the writer and actor in a number of Hungry Man commercials that you might have seen on the World Wide Web. That's absolutely right. I'm I play Genghis Khan in a series of commercials <laughs> I wrote and starred in for Hungry Man Dinners, mm-hmm. and we're proud of him for that. And he does a fantastic job. That- I've seen it, and it's quality. I was so much fun to look. I think a lot of people would be like posers about it and be like, "Yeah, that's just a like." I met, I've met a lot of comedians. I had a girlfriend who was in commercial acting, so whenever she met like a famous comic, she'd be like, "Oh, I've seen you in this commercial and this commercial," and he would inevitably be like, "Yeah, that's what I just do. I'm just I'm whatever. I do it to support my art." And I was like, "No, I really enjoyed being Genghis Khan. Like they paid me a bunch of money." To dress up in a hundred pounds of armor and like <laughs> super hot girls put makeup on me all day. Super hot girls like wanted me to know if I wanted water. And I was like, yeah, I will always want water for <laughs> The you, answer Candy. is always yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They let me write the damn thing. He just peed his pants again on set. We're going to need to clean up. Yeah, exactly. You better get that special glove you always use, Candy, for that pee <laughs> cleanup. Or are you kidding me? They treated me like a child. We're going to need you to stop giving him water. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a goldfish. He just he just won't stop. Yeah. Uh, so it was like, no, man, that was that's the cool. most fun ever, guys. Yeah, I can cool. imagine. Uh, I mean, I look down on you for doing. Of course, the, you, commercial you like have that. your integrity. I sold <laughs> yeah. it away. Oh, I, I, if if anything, I have its integrity. Bill uh, Hicks said, "You do one commercial, you're off the creative roll call for life." Really? Yeah. That's some that's some real shit. Let's make things real. Speaking of real, <laughs> uh, I was reminded of something that my friend Lucas heard on uh, Larry Mantle one time. Uh, that you had a call in in that show. Why don't you explain it to us? Because I feel I think it's pretty funny. 
Oh, Craig. Yeah, I, I, right. I just surprised me, him. We've been okay. talking for like a half hour before the show, and I was like, just, I'm going to bring this you're up. You're going to pounce it on I'm going to surprise him with hey, it. I think li- it's very funny. Hey, listeners, you've probably been confused for the past 45 seconds about what Craig's saying and kind of annoyed. We call that dramatic irony. So here's what <laughs> Craig's trying to say. I prank call a local radio show called, uh, I forget what it's called, but Larry Air Mantle. Talk. Air Talk with Larry Mantle. Mantle. Oh, it's not Which Way L.A., it's- Airtime. Which Way LA is a great show. I haven't listened to it in a long time. Which Way LA, by the way, the, the host, uh, Norm, Norm Allman or whatever his name is, he has a national show too. That guy's respectable. Larry Mantle is like, is like listening to the, to like a, a minor league baseball team. <laughs> like Larry Mantle, he's a broadcaster and he's good, but he's not great. And so like one time, so like sometimes I'll call into a show and just like prank him, but also try to help. Mm-hmm. And but I've done it a few times. Oh, I don't know what time this you're one talking was about, about that. That Lucas was driving into work. Our friend Lucas has also been in the podcast. Who I made a short film you. about um, called oh, oh. Disowning Lucas. Oh wow, we can talk about it. later. I wish we could all make a film about yeah, that. Yeah, a documentary about you that. Can. Actually, I um, did. No, we don't. <laughs> we, we love Lucas, but no, this one was about um, an interview that he might that he had with Obama. You mean Palin? Oh, I don't know. Well, okay. it was with someone. Right. So, so long we, story short, um, so, uh, so so Larry Mantle's like, what if I conducted an interview with Sarah Palin? Wouldn't that be fun? What questions would I ask if I did conduct that interview, which I won't? It's like, why am I listening to the radio to hear this? It would be like if I was like, hey, what if I did talk to George Carlin? Would I ask him? I don't know. And then I don't ask him at the end. So I called in. I called in and I was like, hey, I heard you're interviewing Sarah Palin. Awesome, man. Local team. Local team win. And he was like, you see, I'm not interviewing Sarah Palin, but what question would I ask? And I'm like, man, you ask with the tough questions, man. I can't wait to get you in the room with her one on one it'll be like a lion tamer and a lion man and you got the whip and he's like no huh, huh, i don't get it he did not understand i was joking i was See, I on with him for like three minutes i hadn't heard it firsthand and now that how you've uh, explained it it seems a little uh, mean-spirited and i'm and i'm and i'm sad i brought it up that's what I'm saying. What was I doing I with that prank call? Was I just making fun of a local radio host? Or was I telling him that maybe this wasn't a very good segment because it's confusing for the listener? So in a way, you're passively helping him. Not even passive. You were, you were just trying to help. That's mm-hmm. how I do it, guys. For example, I gave you guys this microphone. You know, you didn't need it. I didn't. You didn't I'm, need I'm it. You had good it. microphones. But I try to give gifts along the way, guys. <laughs> wow. It's actually a good time to take a break. <gasps> so let's uh, crack another one open, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be right back. Come on, Shay, friends. A story time is now. Asterios Kokonos, as I said before, a pleasure to have you. A and pleasure to here. be here. Thank you. <laughs> um, it, it's my pleasure. We appreciate it, and uh, and I'm looking forward to a story. Well, here comes, guys. So, look, a lot of people, I'm guessing, have come on this podcast and told stories about physical fights or physical threats, right? Like, oh, That's I got like a gun G- pulled Every on story me. that Jim tells. My original story was about almost dying. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. These are the stuff of good stories, which is why you hear them a lot, because, mm-hmm. like, we care about real human drama. Like, I don't care about the people, you know— on uh, Grey's Anatomy, they're all very pretty and nice, and oh, I'm yeah. sure they're fine. There's some immediacy. There's some stakes because you might get your eye popped out. Exactly, but mm-hmm. the gross doctors looking doctors of ER, like Anthony Edwards, who looks gross. I oh, care yeah. about Anthony Edwards, but I don't care about what's her name, Madeline Gray. What's the name of the protagonist on Grey's Anatomy? Uh, I don't Grey. know actually. It was Grey's Anatomy, so you know her last name is Gray. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Well, and, no, and, uh, Anthony Edwards but, actually did get his ass kicked. Yes, by an African-American person in a bathroom, and then after that, he didn't trust African-Americans, to the mm-hmm. point where he carried around a gun until finally, in one climactic episode, he saw the effects of gun violence and threw his gun in the Chicago Wait, River. Anthony Edwards is in Grey's Anatomy and also no, he was, was in, in ER. ER. We're oh. being confusing. Okay. No, no I, I was good. confused. But also, just But you were clarify. talking about Grey's Anatomy. Exactly. Yeah, the See, we're being confusing. The difference between ER and Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy is about people boning and having relationships and girls being upset and dudes kind of being uh, unclear and not fair. But uh, ER is about an actual ER and the actual characters that live in that specific ER. 
Exactly. And right. doctors come and doctors go, but mm-hmm. emergencies are forever. Not like, oh, two hot guys like me. Who will I go with? Chris O'Donnell or McDreamy? Yeah. And then, in contrast, in ER, Anthony Edwards, also known as Dr. Mark Green, got killed by a helicopter blade. No, Ooh. he did. No, Rocket oh, got his Romano. Arm cut off? Rocket Romano got his arm cut off. The guy who, if you watch 24, you'll know him as Jack Bauer's stepbrother. The, the guy who they call Bluetooth, who was like tortured and killed by his father. Oh, the little ball guy. Exactly. I forget his name, but he's also, that guy's a different guy. His name is Rocket Romano, and he's an asshole doctor, and he gets his arm chopped off by a helicopter blade. Dr. Mark Green, played by Anthony Edwards, dies of cancer. Oh, that's oh. sad. It's sad, but here's what they do with his last episode. They do the weirdest thing. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, spoiler from 1997, guys. <laughs> Go Still it. relevant. Still hey, relevant. Hey, the journey is what's worth it. If I wasn't telling it, it wouldn't be relevant. So mm-hmm. moving on. So Anthony Edwards' last episode, he has cancer, Canyon's brain cancer. So he's being mean to people until he dies. Because I suppose that when you have brain cancer, like you lose like your empathy center and you just lash out. Oh, yeah. It depends on, yeah, what's I, going I'm on not, with your brain. I, exactly. I'm, I'm not saying it. I'm just saying for his case was that. Now, what do you want to watch on TV? Do you want to watch the character that you've loved for seven or eight years, like cursing out Juliana Margulies, which didn't happen, but that kind of thing happened? Like he was mean to Carrie Weaver. No, she's a lovely woman and a lovely uh, character on that show. A lovely character, exactly. Eventually, her and and what's his name open up a clinic in Seattle. But moving on, there's a difference between good stories and bad stories about death and fighting. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between ER and Grey's Anatomy, and there's a difference between Mark Green's last episode being a triumph and Mark Green's last episode being boring, okay? It's in the telling. And I'm going to tell you guys a story. I was almost like, killed by an ultimate fighter. Ooh, let's hear this. So, like a real, like an ultimate fighting ultimate fighter? I don't even to know. To some that... MMA guy? You don't know. He was well, so we keep... ripped. Actually, you tell the story, and we'll, maybe we'll figure out who Fair it was enough, if we could maybe, know who I it is. I hope you can. I don't know. I probably still. wouldn't, it frankly, was, but. It was late. So, I gotten out of a show at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you who don't know what that is, let's just say that's kind of like Saturday Night Live, but for sketch comedy, for like live comedy. Like the UCB is like the big stage everyone wants to play on. Let's just say that. Yeah. Which is ironic because yeah, the room is incredibly small. It, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, but, the, but the reason it's so popular is that that room is so small. If it so, was a 300-person room, it wouldn't be packed every night. That's true. No, no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Very I just place. was amazed the first I, time I ever went there. I couldn't believe. I was like, wow, yeah. like this is like. I was just surprised how well, little. Well, that's what's so nice about it because a lot of it is the improv theater, and also it it and it works because it's so intimate. And so, if any listener is going to be visiting LA, I think they should definitely check out the UCB. Yeah, they go to theater. the UCB anyway, theater. Anyway, so you got out Google of there, the did a little show. UCB theater. So I just finished like my first show that I'd written for there. Like I'd been in the community, but not really because I'm not the the comedy community. Yes and okay. no, no, but specifically the improv community and very specifically the UCB community because mm-hmm. the UCB is like a, it's like it's a social circle too. Like, yeah. you know, you have to hang out there. And I don't really hang out. Like I just kind of want to go with, to Denny's with my friends. Like I don't go to a party. And like if you want to be a popular comedian, here's here's what to do. If you want to be a popular comedian, do this. Go to every party you hear about. I just like buy people drinks and talk to people and be cool. That's kind of a, I don't not even buy people drinks like I because that puts a weird monetary value on it. Just like be nice to people and but go to the parties. Like I don't do it. I don't go to the parties. And also be very funny when you want to. Be no, funny, right? no, no, no. That's not the case because you know plenty of successful comedians or comedy writers or producers or anything who are just fantastic networkers. And the term networking carries with it a grossness. Like, you can't say, like, if I told you, like, hey, Jim, I'm a good networker, you'd be like, that guy's an asshole. Right. Yeah, exactly. I would. Yeah. Of course. I'm not, I don't mean networking. Sounds like Asterios is sick and tired and he's not going to take it anymore. I'm done with it, folks. I'm absolutely done with don't it. Well, I've network. been, I've done a thing in my life where I, you know, you could probably, like, argue, arguably call it networking, but it was literally like, Hey, my friend was having a cocktail party and I was there and I talked to somebody who worked on this show and they're like, Oh, actually we're looking for somebody. It's like, well, I guess that was networking. But yes. I wasn't trying to, but yeah. that's exactly. that's the like not evil side of it. It's just like, oh, I you know, I'm talk hanging out and it happens to be we're working on something that yeah. you know, Jim, we can help each other. You know, I got you go. Jim his I got Jim a job in Los Angeles. I was gonna talk about that. Exactly. Yeah, my great. first ever job in LA, and that I guess that's networking. Exactly. And then guess what? I didn't want to bring it up because of that. 
my car broke down on like the fucking side of the freeway and Jim came to pick me up. This and is like, yeah. is that networking? Is that like, you could call that like, oh, Hollywood trading favors. Or you could be like, oh, bros being bros for each other. Like, yeah, being I was. Good people. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what's tough about LA, especially when you first move out here. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, go to the parties, but like, be cool. And yeah, you can be, yeah. you can be the unfunniest person in Los Angeles. Some of them are writing for NBC shows right now. I know these people's names. <laughs> and like, but if you're just cool, people want to be around you. Like, so that's how you fucking succeed. So I'm at the UCB, and like it's a big deal for me. Yeah, because that's like great. to be there. Congratulations, means, exactly. There. Look, I, I'm good. not. I'm not saying it. It's not a big I'm deal. In it. Well, thank you, Craig. You're it's welcome. not a big deal in real life, but it's a big deal to like a 23 year old comedian. And you know, I just get out. And it's like it's like 2 a.m. because it was a midnight show, and my sketch had closed the show. The sketch I wrote. The sketch I wrote that was like, you guys remember in World War II the Christmas piece? Yep. So I wrote a sketch. For those of you who don't know what the Christmas piece is, like on Christmas Day, the Nazis and the on the Allied forces stopped fighting for a little while, and they played soccer, and they exchanged gifts. They showed mm-hmm. each other pictures of their family. So I was like, what about a guy that doesn't get the message that the Christmas piece is on and just keeps <laughs> murdering Nazis? And it's like, and it's like yeah, it. take this, Adolf. And it's like, happy crowds giving. And like, you know, I forget the jokes, but there's a bunch of jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it closed the show. Tog, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that was funnier than whatever I wrote, I'm sure. Guten Tag, motherfucker. I said it. <laughs> and, and so, and this guy walks up to us, this like really ripped looking handsome guy. Like, I feel like a TV show was walking towards me. Mm-hmm. Goes like. John Tesh. John, John Tesh is, but John Tesh looks like Frankenstein. Like, imagine like. That's scary. Imagine okay. like a kid My from the, Imagine like a guy on the CW, like a handsome guy. Like mm-hmm. walks up to me and he's like, "Who dumped that water on my car?" Because an intern had dumped ice out of an ice chest and some of it had hit his white car. Oops! Exactly. Oh, sorry, this clear water is on oh your white car. Sir. Yeah. Exactly. And I go, I go, oh, you know what? I think that might have been the intern. Like he was just dumping out the ice chest. Uh, do you want me to apologize for him? And he was like, "You tell that guy if I see him again, I'm gonna shake him. And if you don't tell him that, I'll shake all five of you." There's a girl with us. It's like me and three dudes and a girl. And Shaking? I, yes. And I don't like, look, you can threaten me. Look, I've been threatened plenty of times and I'll be threatened until I die. Because like I say stupid things to stupid people or smart people. I'm a fuck up. Moving on. <laughs> so like, so moving on. That's been confirmed. Exactly. You guys get it by now. I'm that guy. So I go to the guy like, I don't like that he's threatened this girl. Like she was like. My friend's fiance. So, like, uh, she, but I don't know. I was the like, principle of the thing. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't get mad because I sh- wanted to bang you shouldn't this girl. Threaten a girl. You shouldn't threaten anyone. Yeah. Okay. Good. See, I, because everything, sometimes I say things that sound chauvinistic and I don't mean it. But anyway, so I, I don't like that she's. Oh, girls are inherently weaker. They shouldn't be threatened. Hell. You can't take it mentally or physically. Oh, my God. You're right. They've got those ovaries that are just perfect bread baskets for punches. So, moving on. Took it too far. Uh, maybe I did. Maybe I did. So he's complaining about water on his car, and I go, what happens when it rains? What happens when water gets on your car from the sky? It's like 2 a.m. I don't know why I'm doing this. This guy's Mm -hmm. huge. And he goes, (laughs) do you know who I am? I'm an ultimate fighter. I've been in the octagon. And it was at that moment that I was like, like my body made like the shitting stuff. <laughs> like I tried to take a shit. Poop. I didn't have shit in me. So no shit came out. Luckily. Exactly. But uh, here's what I'm saying. Flip of the coin. Let's say I didn't take a dump in the middle of the show. Shit would have been all over the place. My own shit. I'm not Just scared. from him saying he's an ultimate fighter, but he had the he had the physique to back it up. Oh, I'm sorry. Have you been threatened by ultimate fighters at 2 a.m. before who threatened women that you know when you're was, like a 30-pound overweight guy? I you're cer- a handsome man. I certainly have not, and I was not... Int- I, I was not saying that you were scared. Exactly. I was trying to add some, I was some scared. color to this. I was terrified. I always took a shit. But here's what I'm saying. I'm sorry that happened. I will definitely... See, when you're Craig Massey, life's easier. When you're Craig Massey, you're like a good-looking guy who's got a good job. This guy can zip into bars. I got to work for it, folks. Con- I'm constantly – yes, it's true. He's this right. guy – look, this is all I'm saying about Craig. I was trying to be – yeah, I was – Don't 
Come on, this guy's good looking. I'm trying to be nice about it, but you're not good. I can do it. You're not good looking by chance, buddy. You weren't like, oh, maybe I'll wake up one day and be good. You don't eat. You don't eat too much crap. You work out a little bit. You watch yourself. You read a magazine, see what shirt to wear. You know, look, I'm wearing like a double XL T-shirt right now. Okay, just not. I'm wearing shorts and no underpants. Sorry, ladies. And I'm wearing flip flops. I'll make sure to Windex that seat. You better, because it does not smell good. I can imagine. It takes. I will smell it before. A lot That's of something people. Something I do. Oh, and you should, you should smell every seat before you sit there because you don't know. You just don't know. Well, it takes two seconds to smell a seat. Maybe, maybe it saves your life. <laughs> you never know. Exactly. There might be a needle on there for Christ's sake. Hello, yeah. when you smell needles, you don't smell real strong. If you smell almonds, there might be strychnine on your seat. Didn't know that. Oh my god. What is it? Or it's you not might be. Yep, yeah, you might be having a stroke. <gasps> oh god! Don't don't smell almonds, guys. <laughs> you know, I've often wondered that. I knew there was, was some seizure, sort of right? smell when something's going to happen. It's something. Yeah, like an orange but, or something. But I've had times yeah. where I smelled like muffins. I'm like, wait, is that bad? Like I've actually <laughs> had that thought. Like, oh no, it's like, am I having a heart attack? Like, what's going on? I know. Or like <laughs> when your le- when your side <laughs> hurts, you're like, oh, heart attack. Yeah, every time yeah, my left arm's ever hurt, I'm like, holy shit. But, right, yeah. and you're 26. Now you're not now, but like you're thinking these things is like 43 years old. Yeah. You're thinking these as a 43 year old. You're way out of the stroke range, you know. Hopefully, I know. I know my doctors and doctor things. And speaking of doctors, I was going to need a doctor because yes, I yeah. Took anyway, a dump. anyway, yeah. I almost took a dump. I was so scared. So, so he goes like, "What's your name, buddy?" And I'm like, Stereos Coconos. I'm like, look, I'm going to get... Yeah, why is this guy giving you so much shit? It sucks. Because he threatened people and I didn't like it. You know, that's why he's giving me shit. Here's what I should have done. Nothing. Here's what I did. Said something. something. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's why I have a story. But it was, I'd rather not have the story. I'd rather not have almost been killed. So... So oh, the, sorry, spoiler. He he doesn't get killed in this story. He did survive. He just uh, gave it away. Or am I Casper, the friendly podcast ghost? <laughs> the, uh, the question is still up in the air. Yeah, continue. Exactly. The continue yeah. You guys don't like my Casper. Suspense? Really? No, I like that okay, joke. Okay, thank God. We're trying Moving to up on. it as we do. Let's raise the stakes. It's elevating. <laughs> See? What I just did at the end there, raise the stakes. Yeah. Moving on. Let's get some stakes in this, folks. Let's get some skin in the game. So this guy, like, starts shoving me. Oh. And you start shoving me back against the side of the theater. And, like, it, it's like this plexiglass kind of window. So, like, it's not, it's not going to shatter. But, like, it's not going to give either. It's not right, like right, I got right. thrown in foam. So, like, he throws me yeah. in a few times. That doesn't they're, feel yeah, good. They're not used to nice comedians getting into sort of altercations. They didn't plan for that in, in that theater. No. That usually doesn't happen. This it's, is atypical. This is atypical behavior for the UCB theater. And also, <laughs> I'm wearing, like, a corduroy blazer. I look like Dimitri fucking Martin <laughs> at 23 years old. Like, I'm wearing, like, a corduroy blazer. Like, I've got, like, my hair slicked backwards. I'm sure my hair was stupid. Like Asterios Coconos person. Exactly, <laughs> right. We were all 23 once. I'm saying, like, imagine this. Well, you're going to pick a fight with this guy. That guy you're going to pick a fight with. So I'm getting shoved into the side of this building. And, and he keeps going, like, fight me, fight me, throw a punch. I go, I'm not oh, going to throw man. a punch. Oh, man. I go, I'm not going to throw a punch, buddy. Like, I just guy. kept getting up and dozing myself off. I'm not going to throw a punch, buddy. Yeah. You're going to start this fight. You're the bigger me. man. Exactly. Also... I didn't want the legal liability, honestly. I didn't want it to become a he said, she said. My lawyer brain took over it. Oh, of course, yes. Well, well, it still makes sense well. legally, but also in terms of human interaction, you were in the in the right as I well. experienced no human interaction, only legal interaction. You're wondering, <laughs> you're lucky I'm not raping you both right now. Whoa. My apologies, y- y- Your Honor. <laughs> Malud. <laughs> I'd like to call encroachment on this play. <laughs> encroachment, you say. that Like that great movie, Encroachment. Wow. <laughs> Get the joke? I don't watch any Jennifer Lopez movies, so they're all good. Made in Manhattan, written by what's his name? Written Wes by John, Anderson. John, the guy that wrote way Pretty in Pink. John Hughes. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. No shit. And speaking of John Hughes, I was in a situation straight out of a John that. Hughes movie because I was being thrown up against the side of a of a building. So I kept mm-hmm. getting up, and he kept saying things like, "Like, oh man, you know." Oh, you got such oh, your stupid corduroy jacket. You're not even from this country. You look so weird. I, like I, oh, you man. can't see me, but I look ethnic. Like you don't know what ethnicity, but you know I'm ethnic. Like, um, like, uh, and so and so, like I just kept, kept laughing at him. I don't remember why. Even I well, thought this than was crying. I think I was laugh. I think I was having a manic episode. Mm. I don't think I was laughing. Like, look. You know who laughs when they're getting thrown up against the side of a building? P. 
people in the movies. Like <laughs> the Joker. The, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Joker. Or Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Piper and they live. Or someone. Mm-hmm. You don't start laughing when you're getting beat yeah. up. Why so serious? Exactly. It's a weird pose that I enact. I think I was, I, I'm realizing that I may have been having a manic episode. And so, like, I just kept dust, getting, dusting myself off and laughing. And, like, my friends were nowhere to be seen. Like, this girl. Oh, took off. I don't know where they went still to this day. I don't know where they went. Like, um, you know, and and the guy's like, the guy's like, oh, man, you look so shitty. Oh, you, you look so shitty. And I go, look at you in your shitty jeans. And he goes, these are diesel jeans. Was <laughs> oh, this like, oh, oh, like, oh, four or oh, five? Like, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Remember? LA was a different place back then. He was was also wearing Ugg boots. Oh, my God. He was a mess, a fashion disaster. And I'm like, and I just keep getting up. And then finally his friend goes, buddy, we got to get out of here. I'm on parole. (laughs) And the guy goes, I'm not on parole. I'll fight whoever I want. I've been in the octagon. And I'm just thinking to myself, at any moment, I'm going to get curb stomped. Yeah, you're just ready for one wow. punch. Like one, yes. Like, you know, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know why this guy's playing with me. This guy could hit me in the nose, and then the bone of my nose goes in my brain, and then I die. Like I've heard about on Dateline. Of course. So, like, finally, they're in, like, this weird sports car with, like, fold-out wing doors like the DeLorean. So, like, finally, he gets back in his weird sports car. And, by the way, it's not his car. It's his friend's car. That water got on. So this guy uh, had no claim to a fight. So his friend's car, was he on parole? His friend, his friend the driver, was out on parole. Uh-huh. Him, the asshole whose name I still don't know, but the ultimate fighter would call him, was not out on parole, but was out for a fight. He Let's was, call him Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, WWE Christ, champion. Lesner, that would be, he does, he does UFC now. I know he does. Which is he devastating when you fight, he got killed in two minutes. I know, but then he won his next couple, though. Oh, yeah. really? He and learned. Then, and then he, he lost. So, yeah, yeah. Well, 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 I didn't know about that. Yeah, whatever. So anyway, Lesnar's yeah. an up and down guy. But just imagine Brock Lesnar actually fighting people. It's terrifying to me. Yeah, dude. It was like that. It was like, it, but imagine Brock Lesnar with like the good looks of Josh Hartnett. Like, right, imagine right, right. everything that's bothered you in life mm-hmm. pushing you up against the side of a comedy theater you love for no reason. Yeah. For no reason. Sounds like this guy had the personality of both of them combined. Ex- yes, exactly. Jesus Christ. And but again, I could have just said nothing. Mm-hmm. I could have been a grown up and been like, "Hey, man, I'll talk to him. Why don't you don't worry about this? I got this." Right now, twenty-year-old Starius Kogonos would be like, "Would be like, oh man, I'm real sorry. That sucks. Like, I'll talk to the guy. You know, why don't you take off? Because you probably don't even want to deal with it. You know, and that diffuse the situation. But me, or I'll get you a towel. I'll get whatever. you. Yeah, I, I whatever. Mean, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a funny joke. Like, hey man, I'll, let me get you some paper towel. You I know? Guess, yeah. It just kind of seems. Because the moment you offer it. I don't want to be contrarian, but just kind of seems like this guy just wanted to fight. Of course he did. Yeah, it didn't matter what it was. So because he's arguing with fucking water on a car. So any interaction you have with him is cause for one. Yeah, I don't think you did anything wrong. I I don't think. There's no possible situation where you could have, like, said that. Don't open your fucking mouth if you don't have to. In general, a stereo who's listening to this Yeah, his only mistake was saying, like, what do you do when it rains? That was the mistake. But that's a big mistake. You know what? Like, look, I talk too much. And, like, sometimes, man, I go into these episodes where I make big mistakes, you know? Like, I say the wrong thing. If I just shut up, I wouldn't. Like, for 2011, that's kind of, like, the lesson I'm trying to learn. And that's a lesson I would probably tell to my kids. Like, I tell them two things because my father said this to me a million times and I never listened to it. And only in the past couple of months have I really started to get it. And it would be this. When your mouth is moving, you're never learning anything. You can't be talking and learning at the same time. You can be a dick and pick that statement apart, or you can take the point of it. Oh, I like it. Exactly. I'm not talking to you guys. I'm talking to the listener. Oh, he was pointing at me. I was pointing. I shoved my (laughs) finger right in your mouth. It was weird and funny. But the second thing is. Tasted like Sour Patch Kids. Because it always does, because I love them. I love my SPKs. (laughs) And so finally, I would be like, like, you really don't. You don't gain anything out of a fight. Nothing. Nothing. Mm-mm. You don't gain anything. Because after that, my friends that disappeared came back up to me. And they were like, don't you ever do that again. You scared the hell out of us. Mm-hmm. So they must have been somewhere. 
It must not have left me. So they took off, and then the guy took off too with his friend. So then I'm sorry, I forgot to end the story. I apologize. So 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 the guy so the guy's like, oh, you need to get in the car. I'm on parole. And the guy's like, fine, fine. Fuck you, fuck you, you Asterios, Coconuts, and fuck you, Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, you fag badger. And I go, what's a fag badger? Oh god. And he goes, shut up. (laughs) Oh, he left. Oh. So he and he sped away in a sports car. So at least I got the last word. And then he came back with a Molotov cocktail. You don't know with crazy people. And that's yeah. the point of the story. Like, mm-hmm. look, isn't it fun to tell a story on a podcast about almost getting beat up by an ultimate fighter? Isn't that fun? Doesn't that make me feel like a big man to like have had the last word in that situation to be like, oh, yo, I made a fag badger joke. What a great story. Look, kids. Maybe in any other podcast, yeah. not in this one. I don't care. But I'm saying in general. In kids, yeah. my kids, don't get into fights with people. Unless it's really, really, really worth it. Yeah. And then if you're going to do it, just fucking disable them. Just hit them in the crotch or something. Oh, yeah. Because this isn't a movie. Like, life, a lot of times to me, is like a TV show or a movie or whatever. Because it's fun to think of ourselves in mediated first-person protagonistic terms. But it's not. Like, don't don't get into a fight over some chick. Like, don't get into a fight at Ralph's because someone's being rude to someone. Don't take things the wrong way. Just be cool. As a story, well, I liked it. Well, I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you didn't get your ass kicked. Me yeah, too. Or like you're okay. <laughs> yeah. His face is intact. Looks good to me. Oh, okay. well, I know he was paying me some compliments earlier, but Asterios, you're not too bad in the eyes. But I so. pull it off. You have it. I own it. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just real. It's just what it is. <laughs> I can't do anything about it. You can't. You can't help but be admired. I know. I'm like a fucking Adonis, as Jim likes to say. <laughs> you say yeah, that. Yeah, what about me? Look, buddy, here's the thing, <laughs> I'm fishing though. for compliments now. I don't, I don't know what to you, do. He, okay, Jim Hall, real quick, wearing a very modern shirt. He's wearing a short sleeve plaid. and That's like good. And look, you, I don't know if he bought that in 1999 or if he bought it last week, but it's modern. It's in style right now. I think Jim bought that on our one of our uh, outlet shopping expeditions. <laughs> really? I where think I probably you, did. What are your secrets? Where do you go? It was just, where the hell were we? Camarillo. They have everything you need for a discount price. It's actually kind of awesome. I don't want to. It, it's like a huge, you know, like Levi's store that everything is like half the price. Yeah, it's good. Thing. Went so there last weekend shit. with the girlfriend. Where she can, loved it. Okay, off air. I gotta. I gotta get this address because I love. I'm a close horse. Oh yeah, you'll love oh, it. We'll tell you. Oh, you'll love it. Right, it's fantastic. Yeah. But not on air. I don't want them to know. Okay. Yeah. You don't want to get to bu- get busy. No, I don't. No. No. But anyway, well. Thank you, Mister. Maybe you do want it to get busy, and let's get busy with some more beer. Let's do it. Okay, let's hit some beer. (laughs) Keep that in. Okay, Craig. What do you got? I got a story that I'd like you to be a part of, Jim. Okay. Stereos as well. Do I know this story? Um, You lived it yourself. It's kind of the... uh, Are you telling a story about me? No, oh, okay. no, no, right. no, it's just a thing that happened in history that we all have a might have a perspective on. Okay. Well, guys, I just want to speak for the listener and say, bring it on. Thank yeah. you, Asterios. <laughs> I will. Um, this happened in the fall of 2003. Okay. Uh, our, uh, all, we all graduated at the same time from Emerson College, so it was our, and we all went to the LA program in the early 2004, so it was our last semester in Boston for college. And it was very exciting because it was the baseball playoffs, and it was leading up to, you know, of course, the World Series, what we were all hoping for. And we were all rooting for the Boston Red Sox. I was, I was so excited, yes. And to take, and now I'm going to cut your excitement in half and take a step back and <laughs> give some little context of why I'm bringing this up now this week. Last week, we unfortunately had a situation on Sunday where the Patriots lost to the Jets unexpectedly. It was unexpected, and I was sad about it. I'm yeah. over it now, but I yeah. was sad. Yeah. How, I'm just real quick. Typically, like, how about this? How long did it take you to get over the Patriots losing the Super Bowl to the Giants? Oh, that was a bad one. That was like a day. Yeah, Jim was real mad. He got mad at me when I tried to make him feel better. I don't. Like I kind of don't remember it so uh, much. You were a little but... drunk. Yeah, but well, yeah, I was yeah. like, "Hey, Jim, it was it was still a good season." And then you were, and then I think you might have just said, "Like, you know what? Fuck you! Like, fuck off! Like, I don't, yeah, I don't need you to yeah, console you to me, right me right now." Like, yeah. 
Yeah. You want to I'll put it this way. Yeah, I'm sorry, Craig, for okay, snapping good. at you. Uh, the thing is, That's to okay. answer your question, yeah. I like sports, and I like I enjoy it as much as the next guy. And I'll get really angry and upset sometimes on big things, but I, I it doesn't linger with me. Like when this Patriots lost to the Jets, I was like bummed out, and literally like an hour and a half later, I was like, all right, whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not my whole life. It doesn't make my life, but it is. Yeah. It's very fun to watch. It's nice to we, have. We've been blessed with yeah. teams that are good in the last yeah. decade, and to feel like you have a community and you, and you're all like there, and you know whether you win or lose, and you never know what's going to happen, and that's you know it, it, it it's fun. It's a fun. It's thing. exciting, and, unpredictable drama. Yeah, and it was the anyway. same thing in in 2003 in the fall. You know, we were we were all there in the city. Jim and I were living in Mission Hill, which was not looked over Fenway Park, but we could hear. Fenway you Park. can see the scoreboard. And, and, yeah, you can see the scoreboard. You can see like the huge. You were a home run hit away. Oh yeah, we can, sort we, of. We the can, biggest well, home run. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, you can't just agree <laughs> with me on that. I'm sorry. I know it's not a home run hit away. I'm I know where it is. Although you could hear it when Bruce Springsteen played there, you could hear it. Oh yeah, Spr- a Springsteen song. So that was away. cool. No, it's yeah. true. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah that was. Yeah. That was uh, something that happened. This is just to put in reference of how close we were. I was walking up from the uh, the train up to my apartment there in Mission Hill, and I was like, "Man, like someone's playing Bruce Springsteen really loud. Like, <laughs> well, why are they, you know, playing it so loud?" And then I just looked over and I realized. Oh, that's like a live song. Why are they playing that so loud? And then, it, and then it was because it was in Fenway Park, and he was playing a concert. There. <laughs> what is with all the Springsteen tonight? <laughs> this guy is driving me out of control. That's how I felt. You were born I got to run it, away from got, that music. What was it? You were born to run away from that music. Yep, but the hill was just a little bit too steep. And I think Jim might have been with me, and he might have puked. So I we took it slow. It's possible we took it slow, baby. Oh yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so fall two thousand three, Red Sox in the playoffs. Jim, would you like to help me out with any sort of context or any? Do you know any of the teams? It was the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And well, what what other context do you want? I mean, oh, okay. I didn't know if you wanted to any sort of build up to the other part. So the Red Sox were having a dynamite season, right? Well, we had the. The, in the divisional series, we had gone down two games to nothing. It was a best of five series. You only win three games. We were down two nothing to the Oakland Athletics. Mm-hmm. Came back and won all those games. Hey, mm-hmm. strong team, by the way. They were there to compete, and they almost took it. Oh, they sure did. Mm-hmm. But we came back and won that one. And then we were playing the Yankees, our hated rivals. And we, uh, well, I don't know where, where what part mm-hmm. of the story takes place. No, so, no, yeah. no, that was good. That's what I wanted. Okay. Thank yeah, you. So Sorry, it you're was welcome. a big fucking deal. Yeah. It was a big deal. Why I asked you for that? Because I knew you could. You, you could deliver on that, Jim. Okay, okay so great. thank you. You're welcome. Um, I was working at Uno's, as was Jim, on Boylston Street, all very excited. I'm as so sorry. The... I'm just going to interrupt you once. I didn't know that, and I love that pizzeria Uno's. On Boylston? I know the Uno's you're talking about. Copley Square, baby. Exactly. Yeah. And I would go there with my friends, and they had $3 pints of Killian's Red, and we would just get drunk all night at Uno's. We're 21-year-old hipsters. And we would get the giant peanut butter cup that they had. Yeah, yeah. And I'm eating chocolate right now, guys. Listen to this. That's how much I love chocolate. I love that Uno's. Mm-hmm. Oh, I meant oh, a hot waitress. We, uh, we, I love that place. We didn't work a lot on the bar side of it, so you probably that's that that's probably didn't that's see on too me. much. But, but keep uh, going. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Around. Yeah. So we were super excited. You know the playoffs were on. It was the uh, you know the the league playoff series. So obviously we're making some more money. People were coming into town. It was great. You know, and it was just really fun to watch. In general, of course. Of course. And from our apartment, when we weren't working, we could hear the as we were watching it on the TV. We could hear a little bit before or after from the actual from Fenway Park them, you know, screaming in excitement, and also throughout the whole city you could hear it. Yeah, you know, with any play, if they're going to get a big hit, you hear it. Yeah, before you it must happens. know this is serious. Even if you didn't care about the baseball, there was a buzz going on. In it, the was town. Ima- like, it was imagine, weird, right? Imagine that the baseball game is happening all around you. Like, yeah, imagine yeah, that you're yeah. in the fucking baseball game, just walking up Tremont Street, like by big. It's it was amazing. The whole city, it was that game. It really does mm-hmm. come alive when it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a number of games that happened leading up to Game Seven. During those other games, when they had whatever sort of you know, come back or any sort of win, we would hear it. And the city was, as you say, alive. We were like, you know, drunken people walking around. It was fantastic. So as, 
you know, as playoffs happen, it comes down to a game seven. We're all very excited. I happen to be off from my Uno's restaurant job that night, looking forward to hopefully a World Series and thinking that I was going to make a crap load of money, <laughs> especially right, before right. I was going to be moving to L.A. within a couple months and thinking like, yeah, I'll have a little bit extra cash there. Like, I mean, like probably like a grand. I was thinking that I could make more, you know, if I would be working those games and yeah. you're working and, and it's not easy work obviously because those players mm-hmm. are slammed like you're not just this grand didn't fall on your lap you would have to fucking work for it but you could have made the money yeah well yeah, that yeah, one sitting there is getting four or five drinks yeah. well at this That's, point it's crazy yeah, yeah. at this point That's we've been, been at the restaurant a couple of years we know what to do in certain situations like that when it's busy and we just you know get in get your money and, that, yeah. and that's what happens just like on the marathon like when uno's is right near the the uh you know, the Worst finish, day line, ever marathon, finish right. line of the Boston Marathon. Yeah, terrible day to, to work, but if you get a good section, you can make a lot of cash. Yeah. yeah. So that's what uh, I was looking for. This was game seven. Uh, we uh, got up to maybe it was inning, uh, or inning six, and yeah. then Pedro was still in. Mm-hmm. Pedro Martinez was the pitcher. Uh, you're going to have to help me with this stuff, Jim. You know, well, what, oh, well, tell me what you need to know. You know I don't know. I need, I need some game plays. <laughs> Um, I don't remember like super specifics. I just remember thinking that uh, when he was playing or in that game, he got out of the sixth inning and I remember thinking or saying to my dad, oh, well, if he gets out of this inning, we're going to win the game because mm-hmm. we had this whole thing all during the playoffs. It'd be, I think, Alan Embry. I don't know the other guy, whatever. It was like this kind of like planned, like one guy seventh inning, one guy eighth inning. And then it's killing me. The closer is Keith Folk, I think. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But it Kevin, was like Kevin we, Folk. No, it was no. Keith Folk. Oh, I mean, okay. it was. Just, I think he was the guy. That, it doesn't matter. The point is, they had a thing like seventh, eighth, and ninth inning every game, like for the, most of the season, indefinitely in the playoffs. So I was like, oh, if he gets out of the sixth inning, we're going to win the game. Mm-hmm. And so, he got through the sixth inning. So I was like, yeah. all right, holy shit, we're going to win. Yeah, yeah. And and with this win, they would go to the World Series for the first time since 1986. At this point, so yep. that would have been 17 years. And uh, where were you during when this was happening? I was at home in New Hampshire, actually. You were? Okay. Yeah. So you watching it with your mom and dad? Yeah. Do you remember where you were? Were you watching the game? Or? I'll tell you exactly where I was. I was at the top of the hub. The top of the hub is a restaurant at the top of the second highest building in Boston. The highest building in Boston doesn't have a restaurant on top of it, so fuck that. That's the Hancock Center? The Hancock Center doesn't have it, yeah, but I tell you now, the Prudential <laughs> Center has a restaurant on top of it. And so... And I'm there buying $7 beers because I'm like, I got nowhere else to go. Like, I'm stuck here now with this game. And I'm stuck with my $7 beers because I can't not watch this game. So keep going. I'm sorry. That's where I mm-hmm. was. So, no, they, just to, this was something, as we said earlier, that it was a communal event. So I wanted to see where you guys were at for it. So we came up to, I think it came up to extra innings. Uh, the Yankees came back because. No, it wasn't extra innings. Oh. <laughs> Why? Well, you know, it might have. I need gone, your help. Actually, you know, it, we've been here for now, a while. I've been had a few Now that beers, I've said it, be honest, it might have gone ten innings. I guess now that I'm saying it. Uh-huh. But the real thing is that Pedro came out in the seventh inning, and the Yankees tied it. Mm-hmm. And because, then yeah, it ended. It, yeah, now, our, our pitcher should have been taken out by the manager Grady Little at that time. Yes, I served Grady Little a number of times at the Uno's on Boyle. I saw him at least one of the times. His wife there. was very nice. Yeah. Shrimp and crab fondue? Yeah, he was a little quiet. Yeah, she, yeah, she. Well, he liked the shrimp and crab fondue and buffalo wings. She enjoyed probably the a most salad. fattiest thing you can possibly oh, yeah. order. The yeah. shrimp and crab fondue. You tried it? Yeah. Well, hopefully you did. It was delicious. Of I did, and I'll try it again right now if you serve it to me. Because the it, fondue was honestly cheesy and amazing, but plus the super buttery, insane little bread things they put on it. It was crazy. Super I, I good. couldn't even imagine. Man, that's how they do it. If you want to die, go get some coconut shrimp. From like a moderately priced chain restaurant. <laughs> It'll just straight up, yes. Yeah. It's the worst thing you could eat. But it's delicious. It's delicious. Of course yeah. it's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. It's, course delicious. It yeah. and it's yeah. a nice comfort thing. food yeah. after a number of losses. And I think a lot of the times, Grady Little would come in after those losses. Well, I remember I one of those remember. games. Yeah. This is very off topic, but the first time he came in, That's I don't remember who, off who, topic at all. Well, yeah, but well, it was him. And then also Adrian Gonzalez, who was playing at the time oh, for yeah. the Texas Rangers. And he, and, had, uh, he had since after that got way better. Right? I, get, I don't know. But it, it was like he was there and people season. got autographs and it was like, it was just, it was a weird, like, as a baseball fan, it was a really weird yeah. night to be at work. And that's and what's like, fun Whoa, about, like it was just, you know, it was yeah. just. And that's what's anyway. fun about living in the city. Kids, yeah. if you can, we'll talk about this lessons learned later if I, if, if I, you know, forget or not. Anyway, live in a city, you can have situations like this. 
Um, communal event. Very excited. World Series. First time that we're going to be playing in the World Series in 17 years. Comes down to uh, a number of outs. Yeah. And anyway, whatever. Uh, I'm sorry, happen. I can't fill in gaps because I don't know where no, you're going. No, so fine, I don't know. Fine. I don't no. want to give anything away. No. I don't know. We get to a certain point where we switch out the pitcher that Grady Little should have switched out a couple innings before. <laughs> we bring in a number of other pitchers who then give up many runs. <laughs> so, so then we are, uh, we get to we're a certain point where we're tied. I think we're in the 10th or 11th inning. We I think it was 10 up. innings, yeah. Um, and then it was, the Yankees are up at bat. There are a number of people on the basis. I don't, I don't know the specifics. And then a certain person who no one had ever heard of before on the Yankees hit the home run, Aaron you know, Boone. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and the whole city's dreams were dashed. Not only could I not make an extra $1,000 at Uno's, I went out on my porch just to have a smoke. The city was not in revelry. It was, of course, it was not in revelry. It was like deathly silence. And that's like what like, I think what sports do for a community. They, you know, like Everyone is very excited together or they all feel that together and then just everyone just didn't know what to say at that point. I was looking out over the city, looking into Fenway Park, it was they were playing in New York at the time, I believe. Um, yeah, but I looked down on the street. There was a man just walking, stumbling drunk, of course, <laughs> because not only because it was a playoffs, because it was Boston, right? Yeah, and he just he just and there was not no other sounds. And then he just walked up to a, like a st- uh, a stop sign and just punched it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Take that stop yeah. sign and you know. This- <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was it, yeah, it wasn't even like cry. He was just like this just sucks. He just like just punched it like a Boston dude would do. Um and this, very, you know, this is very like, Boston. You know, this is a special moment for in my life because it was just about the time that I was gonna leave the city. But also I think that we could people can relate to it in any city that has a really bad loss. Um where I mean, do you remember when when you when they uh it was an exceptionally bad loss. Sorry that this story is, is But the Red Sox went on to win. The Red Sox well, in two thousand four they did. Exactly. Yeah, the, the next the redemption. Exactly. Yeah. So so I so I mean like, you know, that's the point. I, I mean I not the point is right, but that's really important. Like I I like your story because you can feel Boston convulsing. You know, like as a people. Yes. Well we, like, nothing connects us like sports does. And it's so weird because I didn't realize it till later in life. As a kid, I never watched sports, okay? Like, but... Were you just not interested, or did you take a... Uh, I don't want to say contrarian, no but it's sort of like, hey, fuck that, I don't no, want No, no I, I didn't... Well, I wasn't interested until I was like in eighth grade. I didn't care. You exactly. know what I mean? Like, I just didn't... Because you know. because eventually I realized that it's not about this, these games, it's about these people, you know? It's not about, like, this team. It's about this guy and his dream. And it's about a mm-hmm. lot of those guys. Like, And it's, it's about the, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people watching who have paid attention to this one guy or this team over years and like give their time up. Yeah, but why don't but why don't we show the same interest in a horse race that we do in a football game? Because it's not about it's not just the wins and losses. You know, and like that's the thing about which I'm trying to bring up about Boston. Like Jung called it the collective unconscious. Like this thing that we all tap into. Mm-hmm. Like we all know things are good. Oh right, all... Noam Chomsky. Oh, oh Chomsky, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like that's what's that's why sports matters. Like I didn't get that until so recently. That like everybody plugs into it like the fucking matrix. And like so the thing I like about your story is like you can feel Boston's loss. Yeah. Like when it's, Angelina yeah, Jolie it's, doesn't it's not do not about it. people losing their personalities. Like it's a part of the person. It's part of their lives where they felt like this. And it's not just because of this one team. It's because they were living in this city or cared about this city. It's that it's but there are there are so many relatable things that we don't care about. Like mm-hmm. like we like if Angelina like the tourists didn't do well. Boss is not freaking out, you know, like because Angelina Jolie right, didn't right. win the box office big. Like like yeah. there like there are so many sports is entertainment, you know, like it's a TV show we watch yeah. every week. And it's, it's yeah, very base level. That's what it, that's exactly what it is. sports yeah. is like a play that they put on TV. You know, like why do we care more about that than other stuff? And it's just like. I don't know, actually. 
But I, like, I don't know either, honestly. It has yeah. drama. I it do changes like... every week. There's actual human beings that aren't acting like other things, other than maybe, you know, T.O. or other you know, people. And let him act. That, that's frowned upon. Well, I think of it this uh-huh. way, too. Like, I, I've thought about this, and, like, I'm trying to think of a good example. It's almost like when you're watching something, like, hoping something will happen, but you know it won't. You mean like a NASCAR race? Well, yeah, maybe you're waiting for a crash or whatever. But yeah. Not necessarily even a bad way. Like, there was, like, a joke. You might remember this. It's on the old... On the American office, they had this thing when they were watching for that. They were in a conference room, and the TV screen had a little ball that was bouncing on the corners, and they were waiting for it to hit the corner. You yes, know what the, I mean? The, the, DVD, yeah, the, the DVD uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The screensaver It's kind of like that yeah. in a weird way. It's like, say, I was following the Red Sox for most of my life. I mean, in the periphery, it was like waiting for something to happen, and you didn't think it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So when you get really close to it happening, then it doesn't, you're a little more devastated. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, what if like, your mom was going to buy you a Sega Genesis and then you start going to the store and like saw her looking at them you're like oh my god she's going to buy it then she didn't it'd be kind of like oh, oh. you just be bummed out like you almost had it then you lose it and I can now that you mentioned uh, you the Sega I mean? Genesis I can feel your point if you had mentioned if you had said the Xbox I would not have agreed with you no, but yeah. I remember wanting the <laughs> Sega Genesis so bad of course me too that was trash. actually my ultimate Christmas present one year was Sega Genesis I was so excited what game did I think, you get well it came with Sonic the Hedgehog obvious and I know. I don't know. Fantasy Star. I did not have that. I had the Sega Master System though. That I think I had that on that. That's so cool. Was it like Ultra Beast or there was some Altered Beast? Altered, Altered Beast. Did you, it was... did you play Tone Jam and Earl? I did a little bit. I didn't like it so much. I it's thought a it was... really bad. It's game. a weird game. Yeah. I was. I liked Mortal Kombat. I liked NBA Jam. Great game. I liked. I played Street Fighter. Didn't like it very much on it. Uh, but you I liked it. Road Rash on the uh, Genesis. Yeah, that was good. You could pick awesome up, game. You could pick up a chain and hit the other people on the motorcycle. I really liked Captain America and the Avengers. <gasps> hey, you will be the one escaping. Yeah, it's like <laughs> what, that's what a was line like, of dialogue. There was a lot of it, game, like, folks okay. who didn't understand the, that joke. No, the best line of dialogue ever was when somebody died. Anybody died, actually, of the heroes. They said, "I can't move." <laughs> because that was the, I it was, it can't was so, move. And then the vision dies. It's like, yeah, we get it, vision. You're going offline. He's a living machine. Yep. And this is a living pod. This is a living podcast. You know, it's a living, living. And sometimes it needs to take breaks. Like, I need beer. Can I get another beer, guys? Yes. Yes. So anyway, that's what happened in 2003. It was a sad time. I wish I had been in the city for that game, but I'm glad I wasn't in the same time. Mm -hmm. But I thank you for your perspective on it, Jim. You're 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 brilliant sports perspective. Because I only understand the, I didn't know who was playing in the game. I still don't know now. I know Kurt Schilling did something, but like. Nope. Did he? No, he wasn't in the next year. No, 2004 he did. Yes. Shows you how little or much I know. That like, uh, his shock turned red, I think. He yeah, was, was going to be senator that was once. 04. Right, exactly. I'm in the wrong year. Like, That's um, okay. I think yeah. we'll later talk about that in another episode. But I like that you're here, Jim, to put it once in perspective. Because I don't get that sporty stuff. And maybe I can stories. blow your mind right now, Craig. <gasps> Do you know the two players that signed with the Tampa Bay Rays from that team um, last night? Okay, signed with the ta- – oh, the Rays. Um, Division rival, upstart. All right. are, they, are these – because I haven't seen the news. Are this big news? Yeah. All right, so I would guess um, Ortiz. Nope. Um, from that team. Yes. But they might not necessarily be on the Red Sox at this point. Correct. Cabrera. Nope. Bigger. I'll just tell you. Manny? Manny Ramirez and Johnny Jorge, Damon. Jorge Posada. Johnny Damon and Manny Ramirez. Damon Jorge Posada was in the Yankees. Sometimes. I know it was a joke. I just wanted to say Jorge Posada. Mickey Mantle. But seriously, wow, Manny Ramirez and Johnny huge. Damon they're are already both playing very on the Tampa good Bay last year. Wow. They're, they're so, but they but lost also, a lot of players. Well, We it, got their best players on the Red Sox we've, now. We've got good. good pitching this year, and they've obviously got some old talent for, uh, for batting, but we'll see. No, that's not true. They're the youngest team in the league. But those two guys. Well, Manny are old. and yeah. Johnny. Manny and yeah. Johnny are old guys. Yeah. They're all pros. They'll they'll lead. Champions. They'll have some leadership for the team. It will be weird. Ooh, I like that. Well, anyway, Sarah's good idea. We should anyway, take a break. Yeah, yeah I just and, uh, want another. Break. You don't the have system. to. I just want to drink. Thanks, thanks for making me relive that terrible night. Thank you so much, <laughs> Jim. I thought you could bring some some levity. I to wasn't it. in the city. I wasn't there when it happened. I can't have anything. <laughs> I to did. It. I didn't realize, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. I forgive you. <laughs> Thank you. Mysterious. On behalf of no one. <laughs> I'm going to think about it. Still appreciate it. I'm here. I don't want to give a false apology. I mean, false. Uh, what? A what? A what?
False forgiveness? Hey, don't bear false witness. Is there a word Jim, for the uh, I accept, apology? I accept your apology. Thank you? <laughs> That's not... All right, let's... Uh, I got a drink. Sometimes when we tell stories, we want to take something away from them. Not in a negative way, but in a positive way. Say... Not take it away, learn something from it, perhaps. Yes. yes. Maybe that's a better word. Yes. Lessons. So what did we learn today? I can start. I would love to hear what Jim learned. He was a constant and vigilant yes. listener. I, I'm a very good listener. Not, a lot, not is, a lot of contributions, but a lot of listening. Yeah, I but think you know I what? No, I I'm just giving you shit, good. Jim. Compared. Guess what? The, the, you're never going to think the guy that said nothing was unfunny. So smart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What'd you learn, man? <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, well, I think some of, from Asterios' story, I think we kind of already know. It was sort of like you got to you gotta watch your mouth sometimes. Sometimes you want to run your mouth. Sometimes you got to pick your fights. In this, guy, in this case, that guy wasn't – he was picking a fight, which was stupid. He wanted to get in a fight. I don't know what he was trying to prove. I don't want to put you down, but, I mean, beating you up for this guy probably wouldn't be much of an achievement. No. I could understand if he was like picking a fight with another like big dude because he wanted to prove how tough he was. Right. I mean, I don't understand that, but I could, get, I Look, get it. You know, in that case, but like picking a fight with you, it just seems it kind proves of, nothing. It right. Literally, he wasn't even trying nothing. to impress a girl. And, and likewise, picking a fight with me would also prove nothing. It would course, be like, man, we're just regular guys. Right. You yeah. gain nothing from beating I'm not up a, a regular guy. I don't work I, out. I don't have muscles. I don't have any good. fighting skills. That's not. Look, I'm not man. trying to put myself down. I'm just saying. Not to take anything away from you, but please continue with your story. Yes. What I'm saying is that if you want to really pick a fight with a real man, pick one with me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Craig Massive Assy. Craig Massive. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Beat him up, guys, if you can. Beat him up. Whoop. So, and He'll actually, take a fight anytime, any place is his thing. Craig has an open door policy. Just run up to him on the street and give him a kidney punch. He likes it. It actually, when he gets drunk, he likes to get hit. It's a weird thing. It's a little known fact. I'm gonna stop you when you stop saying things that make sense. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I guess also, I guess I'll keep going with Craig's story. I, I learned a lesson that I'm not sure you realized the lesson, which was no, don't count your. It's classic, but don't count your chickens before they hatch. Mm-hmm. That's you the truth. Already, I think it was the loss was even more, beyond all the the whatever reasons that you care about sports. Mm-hmm. Or don't care or whatever. I was trying to build drama with the with the story, but I right. definitely counted some chickens. It mean it meant something to you because you thought you were going to make a thousand plus dollars and made nothing. Yeah. Even that I mean, night, no. people would have stayed drinking all night and said they just left. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like so. It, it that, I think you just can't you can't ever anticipate anything. Mm-hmm. I know that from my day to day life. I'm a freelance guy. I've had jobs that I thought were going to happen. I already penciled it in. I'm like, ah, I don't care. I'll go on this trip. Fuck it. Like I, I'll have money. Then it's like, oh, the job's not happening now. Fuck. It's a, it's some, it, you know, just happened to me. I was just told I was going to be on a TV show. They were like, they were like, you come in on the nineteenth, and it's going to be like Mansers meets Cars. And I was like, what? Nice. And they were like, the t- you know the t- exactly, you know the TV show Mansers on Spike TV. I was like, yes. And they were like, it's like that, but for cars. I was like, that makes oh, no that sense. That sounds like a, like a bad TLC show. It, I'm not I, to judge it. No, like I don't know what network it was. Maybe TLC. Gearheads. Gear, exactly. And and they're like, so you come in, buddy. And I was like, I'll Gear take doors. the day off of work. Great. Like penciled out a day of work, and I was like, don't pay me that day because I need to go be on TV. Yeah. I call them the next day. I'm like, what's up? And they're like, oh man, that got canceled. Did nobody tell you? I mean, me? Did I not tell you? Because <laughs> I'm a freelancer, like you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing's guaranteed, but part of me likes it. I don't know about you. you know, Jim but- and I, yeah, we mentioned this in, in passing m- many times as we were both venting about our jobs, but I am there five days a week for the last f- five years or so. Five and Jim, and, and then like, and that has its certain ups and downs, but Jim has his freelance, which he, you know, could work real hard. Whenever he works, he works very hard, but then he would have some time off. Arguably. And I was thinking, like, I would love to have that time off, but also, 
that could sometimes be even more stressful than actually working. You know, Guys, not be working. It's yeah, like, I mean, it's stressful, but it's not more yeah. stressful than working. It's, no, it's I, think I, I think I'll, but, I'll oh, put a button okay, on this great. one. <laughs> well, now I feel like crap, and I'm going to get mad at you every time you... You do have benefits. You have health insurance. I, I don't do. have those things. I do so have those. That's what you... You, know, you pay for it with that. that. It's like the stock market versus the bonds market. The bonds market's where your money's safe. Benefits, a regular day job, a parking space, lunch, friends. But... Stock market, freelance, you can make some real money real quick. Or you can lose it all. Who do you want to be, listener? Do you want to be a Jim or a Craig? Pick one. (laughs) Wow, that's real. Those are pretty bad choices. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Neither, please. It's like a would-you-rather question. Sorry, sorry, world. There's only two types of people. It's a Jim or a Craig. (laughs) And, um, yeah, it's upsetting either way. Either way, it sucks to work, right? It doesn't matter if you're working for yeah, a day or for thing. a week. It sucks. Hey, is your dad rich? Just enjoy that then. Even, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, or even I mom. like my job most of the time, but still, like, I like editing and it's cool. And I could tell myself, my high school self, that this is what you're doing for a living. This is great. And I'd be excited when I was 18. But now sometimes you're working on something, you're just like, ugh. Gotta look for B-roll. <sighs> yeah, you know, just you know, it's like jobs anything else. Job. It's like it's whether you're adding you numbers or you're fucking whatever. It doesn't matter. Right, it's but, a job. It's a job. Exactly. Yeah. When it, it becomes, as soon as you get paid, it becomes not. You think fun. Conan wants to go in every night? No, he doesn't. Oh, of course, yeah. some nights Conan doesn't want to go in. I'm sure because he'd rather be taking care of his kids or he was watching TV or something. It's a job. Even the best job is a job. Yeah, it, it, you can't. You can't put a price on it. Well, yeah. I guess you can, because you get paid. But Hundreds it, of millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. In, his case. in his case, yeah. Wham, wham, wham. Right. <laughs> you know. But yeah, anything that's fun, when, once you start getting paid and have to really be there on time, it the little bit of the fun goes away. Mm-hmm. But then every once in a while, it is really fun. And whatever. I don't have a point. But keep doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't really, it, I don't really know what you've been doing, but just keep doing it, man. I'll do it, guys. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, guys. Um. I know you had mentioned that you had you might have had some specific lessons, but if if, if we've already covered it, I, I apologize. Oh look, no, and don't and don't apologize to me for thinking of my ideas. If if you've said things that I thought of, maybe I shouldn't have thought of them in the first place if they were so unoriginal. So let me say this. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. I wish I had like a specific hard lesson I could take from your story, but I will say this. It was so nice to be like taken back to Boston for your story for like a little while. To like, because I forgot I was at the richest place in. I was at the top of the hub. Mm-hmm. Like that's where all the money is and all the hot girls. Like when I was, whenever I was trying to impress a girl, I would take her there. Money, hot girls. What else do you want? Exactly. And I'm hot just like wings. some. Sh- I'm just like Asterios is in deep. Right. I'm just like yeah. some schlub that's like, how much is a Bud Light? Seven dollars. <laughs> like I guess I'm right. Exactly. I think it was hey, like seven at least or it's eight. Not Ten. Right now, <laughs> this was 2003, guys, and so, and so I'm just—it was so weird. It was kind of like, uh, like what's his name, um, uh, Fat Boy Slim. You know, the, he has this song halfway between the gutter and the stars, where, where like you know he thought of it because like he was literally lying in the street drunk, and like Cameron Diaz came over to him. It was like, hey, Fat Boy Slim, what's up? And he was like, I guess I'm always going to be halfway between the gutter and the stars. <laughs> like I just imagined wow. myself, like. The That's poor, a mind fuck. The poorest person at the top of the hub, like hoping the Red Sox would win. It was nice to think about that for a while. I do miss those days. Did you feel like the the people who were working up there and like the doorman or the elevator man was looking at you? Like, All better than me. Yes, they were yes. like, "What are you doing here? You're wearing a t-shirt and a blazer. Why are you here? <laughs> this is unbelievable. <laughs> you don't belong here. This sir. is Boston. All right, American <laughs> Eagle rugby t-shirts, and we need some cargo pants." I would so wear that right now just for fun. <laughs> we should go to a party sometime and just go to a really nice club dressed as like mass holes. Mass holes from 1996. Hey, have you guys yeah, uh, heard about the Pixies? The Pixies are pretty good, eh? <laughs> right out of UMass. Uh, well, well, I got to go. I have a date. I'm okay. not kidding on oh, Well, let's I do some business really quick. Enjoy oh, what do you got? Date. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, well, for the stereos. Yeah, you want first of all, to, if you want do to you have. I'll plug you the Twitter account of some yeah. kind. Yeah, Tell guys, listen. That, this is the big deal. 
Do me a favor, listener. If you've liked this episode, I've been a stereo's coconut. I've done this for free, okay? I came down here, and these guys were real mean to me. I know they seem like they're fun on air. It wasn't free either, by the way, but keep going. I yeah, don't want to talk about Well, it. I didn't want to either, but you... Look, okay, anyway. Yeah. Long story time short, I spent some time on a Shit. couch with some men I didn't want to. But here's why. Because I want you to take out your phone right now and go to twitter.com slash Asterios. Here's how you spell it. A-S-T-E-R-I-O-S. Again, twitter.com slash A-S-T-E-R-I-O-S. T-E-R-I-O-S. Okay, great. IOS. <laughs> I'm building a moment here. Okay? I just spent 55 minutes talking so I could have a plug. Do I need to do this plug again? Yeah, do it again. All right. Toss to me again. I'll do it quicker. Just toss to me again. No, that's a stereo starting. No, let me just do it. What? Let me just get the plug done. It's asteroids at twitter.com. I'm going to do a retake so bad. Okay, no, for real. Okay, good. Spell it again. All right, good. Let's just, okay, taking it from the top again for this. Toss me the plug in, would you? I'll just be real quick about it. Serios, you have a Twitter? Yes, I do. I want you guys, if you liked me, if you thought I was funny and you thought I was cool, pull out your cell phone and go to twitter.com slash asterios. That's spelled A-S-T-E-R-I-O-S. Twitter.com slash Asterios. Come on, friend me. Friend me right now. We also have a Twitter. It's Old Men Podcast at, well, at Old Men Podcast, I guess. Yeah, old yes. man, you made it. Oh, yeah, we have a Tumblr. Well, I was going to well. say at Twiddler, Twitter.com, which is Twiddler. Insane. Twiddler. Well, that Don't too. mess it up. <laughs> that might be a porn site. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, we also have a Facebook page. You can search Old Man on the Mountain. We have the Tumblr, oldmanonthemountain.tumblr.com. Also, obviously, find us on iTunes. Rate us. Give us a review. Five stars, I think, for this episode. Every and, time. And if you give us a good review and actually have stuff that you want to talk to us about, go to oldmenonthemountain at gmail.com. You can also send us an email, please, from that email station. We're very easy to contact, so just do yeah, it, Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> please, we're, we're very please, desperate no, for email. Please. Oh, please we, we've had no feedback. Literally no feedback. Yeah. Not true. We've just been winging it. We've no, never, I never, sent you guys ever those dick pills. <laughs> that email for dick pills was from me. Well, they didn't really work, though. Well, that's your fault for not having big enough dicks in the first place. <laughs> it, no, no, yeah. The dick I, pills I, did work for me. Oh. Ooh. So you, oh. Well, I, I, I'm going to cut that out then. I right, love it. Love it, guys. Go to twitter.com slash stereos. Do it, guys. Come on. Let's get some funny uh, some funny jokes, some goofs. Yeah. It's some just a, spoofs. It's a place for goofs and spooks and jokes <laughs> and folks. Hey, you want to hear a joke that I heard on stereos.twitter.com or whatever the hell That's he was talking about? That's definitely not how hey. you get there. No. You go there. You go, hey, what? where does the general put his army? In where? In the sleevey. <laughs> right? Am I right? Let's end it on that. You're not going to find Let's that end on my it on that. Don't be fooled. Let's just Jokes of on... that quality aren't on my Twitter. We should end it on that. <laughs> okay, well, Asterios, thank you for being here. Glad to be Truly. here. Truly. Thank you, Asterios. Thank you for pleasure. taking time out of your busy schedule. Me I appreciate pleasure. it. I'm here for you. Stop looking at your cell phone. Look at me. I know. I was look hoping we were. I was you. trying to no, not. He look literally <laughs> was looking at his cell phone as he was saying, I'm here for you. <laughs> Try to make it seem like I wasn't engaged, like you could close down. I love you, baby. I love you too. Let's do this. Close it. I love well, baby. Like I said, thank you, and um, thank you for listening, and um, not you, the listeners. And uh, <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be back soon, Jimmy. Thank you for all your hard work in editing this episode. You're welcome. It's going to be. It's going to be fun. And yes. thank you for editing. This. Oh. Normally. What's normally? Uh, you've never seen that movie Norbitly? It's hilarious. Eddie oh, Murphy. Oh, Norbit. Eddie Mur- Norbitly. It's the sequel to Norbit. What's a silent M? Gotta oh. go. <laughs> Asterios, if you turn it off. Mm-hmm.